Hello, dear listener, and welcome again to another fantastical episode of Edgeguard, where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. My name is Blake. I'm joined, as ever, by my 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 cohort in fantastical podcasting journeys, Jordan. That's me. I'm honored. I'm honored to be here. Although I will say, um, the uh, you shouldn't assume that it's only one listener. Well, so I've, listeners singular. People, we have we have tens of listeners. Well, I guess I'm more referring to people listening to it. So I, I don't think people are like sitting in a room listening to a podcast together. Together. I, I don't know how mm. common that is. That seems weird, though. <laughs> That's that, probably not terribly common, but that seems like watching porn with your friends. Like by yourself, it's fine, but when you do it together, the vibes just different. Well, yeah, I I can confirm experientially that it's <laughs> it's not fun to do with friends. Um, Porn, not podcasting. I actually can't confirm whether or not it's fun to listen to podcasts with friends. Oh, <laughs> uh, but we're not here to talk about porn uh, no, or podcasting. No. Frankly, we're no. here to talk about paratopic. Paratopic is the topic of this podcast. Ah, that's know. good. That's good. Uh, uh, paratopic know, is described, self-described as a short first-person horror game. Uh, oh wait, no, no, no. That's the wrong That's not thing. self-described. That's rock, paper, shotgun. I'm looking I at was the reading the wrong thing. <laughs> I, anyway, something, something, body horror, paratopic. Yeah, it's a, it's a, basically a narrative slash horror game. Um, yeah, there's not a lot of like, there's no like lose state. It's all like, an, it's basically an interactive narrative uh, and the narrative is scary. Um, or, or you know a little I mean you said you didn't find it terribly frightening but it's, deeply, I, it's deeply unsettling it is but. unsettling and I there's one moment specifically and we'll talk about this a little bit later on there's at least one moment that's like ah, frightening yeah jump yeah. scare yeah it's definitely a so. jump scare uh, before we get into it too f- too far though I want to talk about the people who made the game first up you got Jessica Harvey on Twitter at Oysterfake then you got Doc Burford on Twitter at Forgot Amnesia. Forget then, Amnesia. Forget Amnesia? You're right. Yes. That's right. And then you got <laughs> Bo Chaotica, a.k.a. Chris Brown. Not that Chris Brown, though, probably. I guess maybe. Uh, they did do the soundtrack, so I, mean, <laughs> I guess it could be by uh, famous popular recording artist uh, Chris Brown, but I tend to doubt it. Uh, I also can, tend to doubt it. You can find them at Lazarus underscore audio on Twitter. Uh and with that, let's talk about Paratopic. Yeah, so um, just a short summary of the game. Spoilers ahead. I, I I thought it was a pretty fun game, so if you are at all interested in a narrative-slash-adventure horror game, you should stop listening and play it. Also, but, one, one thing we haven't mentioned yet is the, the sort of, like, PS1 era, like, late 90s, uh, early uh, polygonal 3D graphics. Yes. It has kind of like a grimy, heavily pixelated, like early 3D geometry look to it. That's a uh, yeah. It looks pre- a little Resident Evilly to me. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of the vibe I got. But I mean, yeah, any any like a little bit Half Life actually Half Life Two. Oh. Uh, like Raven Home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But basically just any like yeah early 2000s um, 3D game that with a grimy gritty or scary feel. Would, yeah, would and I would even I would even say like this. the the like specific look of it is sort of going for like an older like 
PlayStation One era kind of look. Yeah, that but could be. I feel like a lot of the games that are similar to it are more sort of like a PS Two era, like Silent Hill. You already mentioned Resident Evil, like yeah, Silent Hill, yeah. Uh, but I anyway, played Silent Hill, but yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's one thing that kind of drew me to the game. So if you're into like that kind of aesthetic, uh, go play this game before you listen to us tell you all the dumb things we think about it. Okay, <laughs> and some smart things. Yeah, well, uh, well at least one, to be seen. one smart thing. Okay, um, we'll, we'll have one <laughs> smart thing. <laughs> uh, I can't guarantee more than one. Um, so uh, the the basic plot is there's there's three three characters I don't know you play as multiple different characters one of whom is smuggling these strange VHS tapes that you're not supposed to watch for reasons that are unclear mm-hmm. another one who is like taking pictures in the woods mm-hmm. and another one um I'm not sure who who's the person who finds the body of the girl at the end. I don't know. So I wasn't like fully, totally aware that you were playing as multiple people until the very end. Same. I was sort of under the impression that it was, uh, I thought it was jumps in time, at, yeah, not yeah, jumps in people, which yeah. this, which is clearly something that this game is kind of playing with. It's like, you're not really supposed to know. And it, uh, it does a thing yeah. that is not super common in games, uh, which is jump cutting. Uh, to kind of like yeah. make stuff more jarring and uh, and interesting. Um, yeah, that's not super common in games, which is probably because like games usually have a sort of like investment in in like the spatial contiguity of mm-hmm. your your experience. You know, you move from one area to the other, and you see yourself move from one area to the other. You know, with sure. the exception of like changing zones or something. Mm-hmm. But in this one, it's like the plot itself is like cut up, obviously more like a movie than a game. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, but right, anyway, yeah, so because of that, I, I was under the impression that there were like two characters that you're playing as. And then there's also like, uh, a few characters like in the world that you talk to. Yeah. There's like, that. well, according to the, I mean, the description says an assassin prepares for her kill. A man smuggles contraband and a young girl finds the remains of an illicit industry. Oh, so, cause yeah, so you do have that part at the beginning where you've got the gun, huh? Yeah. And I mean, at, for a while, I thought that the gun person was the same as the VHS tapes as person. As did I, yes. But I, I think we're supposed to interpret those as different because at that end, you like kick down that door, and yeah. you blow that guy away, and yeah. then all the tapes are there, which I assume were smuggled by the other dudes. So. Yeah, I, I had sort sense. of thought that was like you were getting your revenge on your the people who were forcing you to smuggle yeah like, i sort of for bam bam did too and then you freaking smoke that guy yeah do you have to kill that guy i don't know he started um, running to the door and i thought he was gonna get away so i just fucking marked him oh he didn't start running in mine i don't know if you have to kill him um huh maybe that was just circumstance it, well he maybe wasn't running that he's like backing himself up toward like a door and i yeah. thought he was gonna like try and run away so i'm just like ah where did you where did you shoot him man. right in the head me too. Just me too. I watched a video after I right played off. it once. I watched a video of someone else, and you don't have to shoot him in the head. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's the logical, logical thing to do, though. Just freaking blast him. Yeah, gotta gotta make it quick. You know, I don't want to be mean. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> you're bl- if you're gonna blow someone away, you gotta you know make it quick. <laughs> be, am I right? Be polite about it. Have some decency. Um, shoot him in the head. <laughs> um. So where to start with this game? So I guess. Because I don't really know the best way to 
Mm-hmm. Uh, start with this game is let's just start with the thing you've already said, which is the the like retro graphics. Sure. Um, and I thought that was an interesting decision because you know, so, um, sort of a like widespread assumption about graphics is it's mm-hmm. like any time they're rougher on the edges, that's a limitation of technology, not something you would like choose to do intentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, whereas here, I think that the the game does a very like good job of like using the like kind of almost like uncanny. Mm. Uh, incompleteness of the graphic style they're using to like make it more unsettling, and I, sure. I think the most obvious example of this is um, the the people's faces. They just look oh. weird. Like yeah. some of the people when you're talking to them like face to face, they just like they have like this sort of like blank dead look. Yeah, that is just because of the graphic style, and I just think it does a good job of like of just making this feel a little bit more unworldly, unworldly unworldly mm-hmm. a little more like like something isn't quite right here yeah um, yeah and they even play with that, like a little that a bit. Lot. They, they do some like direct manipulation of the faces where there's like one spot and specifically uh that i am remembering where the the guy who's like telling you you have to collect the vhs tapes and his face is like distorting and like warping yeah. as you're talking to him but but before i i do want to talk about like why those faces look so weird uh and it's like a technique that i feel like went away uh in later eras of graphics but i feel like it was super Mm. common in like nintendo 64 ps1 and even like ps2 which is basically what they're doing is they're like taking a picture of a face (laughs) and using that as a texture and just like wrapping it around like the around like a low poly head so instead of like modeling a face to (sighs) give it make it look like a face they just have like a blank head and then just <laughs> slap a picture of a person's face on it and <laughs> it's like it's like their face has been pasted on it's yeah like- exactly and like the logic is like <laughs> oh it's a picture of a human face you can't make it look better than that it's like yeah but it's like a picture of a human face glued on a balloon like it just doesn't look <laughs> it doesn't look right uh so i i did think that was like funny and you're right it's like really unsettling which i think more than being like explicitly scary i think this game is just really good at being like deeply unsettling just like yeah. i never really felt comfortable like my skin was kind of just crawling like the whole time yeah i i would say discomfort is the more common experience in this game than strictly mm-hmm. fear I yeah think, definitely yeah but, but before um, we get too far away from the graphics i kind of did want to talk about uh how this style is used with like really specific like intentions uh because you mentioned how generally we think of uh graphics of lesser fidelity well as well some people do i don't sure 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 i i think you and i probably don't think about it that no, way but uh, yeah so th- some people definitely do yeah well wh- what i was gonna go on to say is that uh like one exception to that even among well it depends uh, many people would argue this is like sort of a, a laziness thing, which I think is stupid bullshit that people shouldn't say. Uh, <laughs> but uh, pixel art, uh, because pixel yeah. art is using, you know, the uh, styles and methods of a bygone era of video games. And mm-hmm. I think pixel art has kind of become a thing that is used like not really for like intentionality of just like, all right, this like seeing pit. Well, actually, you know, that's wrong. That's a lie because seeing pixels in many cases reminds people it's used to evoke like a retro aesthetic, 
or to sort of remind yeah. you that like, Hey, like this is something that's kind of, uh, hearkening back to like your, these old games you used to play on your super Nintendo. And like, it's not always for that. I think pixel art, just the nature of how it is created is somewhat simpler than like a fully fleshed out, like hand drawn art aesthetic Mm -hmm. and it has a little bit less fidelity so for like smaller teams pixel art can be like the difference between making a game that like is really good looking pixel art versus making a game that is hand-drawn that just like doesn't quite get all the way there uh yeah so i think that's really valuable but uh i think that very very few games that i have seen have employed this sort of uh ps1 early polygonal art style like intentionally like the the only games i can really think of are uh devil daggers which we played for this show oh yeah uh which has yeah, a, devil daggers a, is actually that is a great example actually yeah and then the other one is i forget what it's called it came out earlier this year it's called like never stop sneaking it's a it's a clown mm. on uh on yeah never stop sneaking or never stop sneaking in fact no g it's a like metal gear solid uh, parody game uh, uh, kind so of. it has like Metal Gear Solid like style graphics it, it kind of does like it uh, it's a little like cleaner it looks more like a PS2 game than a PS1 game but it has like a similar like kind of low poly and like the, the texture yeah. styling and it has it's a little bit of it's own like art style but it's definitely like they're trying to evoke that Metal Gear look anyway which I, I mentioned at the end of last episode when we teased that we're going to play this game that I was excited about playing a game in that like sort of PS one style, because I think some games in that style look amazing. One of those being metal gear solid. Uh, (laughs) like even though it's old, the, the like strength of the art direction still shines through like this super, you know, at this point, 20 years old, uh, like technical limitations. Yeah, dude, metal gears, 20 years old this year, 1998, dude. Yeah. Um, but trip. but anyway and it, it kind of made me like i don't know i kind of want more games that like have this ps1 aesthetic uh, there's something yeah i i like it um well finish your thought i mean there's, there's something there's like something. it's kind of gross looking and like <laughs> yeah. kind of you look at it and you're just like this looks ugly but also like if that's in the same way that pixel art will like hit the nostalgia of people who grew up playing like 8-bit and 16-bit games like i feel like PlayStation one games and PlayStation two games hold that for me. Cause I'm a little mm-hmm. younger, you know? So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Basically like my, I, I see like, I'm trying to think through like what, what are the situations in which like you can get more rather than less out of having an old graphic style. Mm-hmm. And like the two most obvious ones are when, when one for whatever generic re- like reason of genre of your game, mm-hmm. uh, realism would be, worse rather than better and i've sort of already talked about with this one where like sure it's it's trippy so mm-hmm. if you if it were more realistic it would actually you know weirdly the more realistic graphics might make it like less effective mm-hmm. but then the other one that like as you're kind of pointing to is like the just like because of the speed with which like graphics change over time mm-hmm. it's just a really effective way of just like giving something a feeling from a very specific time period like yeah these graphics it just is like late 90s early 2000s just like boom just as soon as i see it i just like think that yeah um and so it's like a it can it can kind of like almost historicize your game in a way make it feel like it's 
from another time mm-hmm. period or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, and then uh, another thing that I think it it does for this game specifically is uh, the like um. I don't, I'm not sure quite how to phrase this, but the way that it obscures what you're seeing adds to the discomfort of everything. Yeah. Cause yeah. you've, you've mentioned sort of like one big jump scare, uh, yeah. and like the, the, the creature that causes the jump scare, like at first when I saw it, I'm like, is that a person? And like, I did the same thing. You, you can, cause it's blurry and pixely. You yeah. can't tell if you're it's seeing, like, it's like a, eight pixels high and like two pixels wide. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that is. Is that supposed to be a yeah. person? And then the closer you get, you're kind of like, yeah. uh, uh, and then suddenly you're like, Oh, that is a thing. And then it's behind you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's great. And I, I, I thought that was a, I mean, it scared the crap out of me, but I thought it was a very effectively done scene because like, so just short summary of the scene, you walk up, you have this camera, and you see, like, underneath this kind of, like, warehouse thing, you see this, like, black silhouette of what looks like a human being. But it's it's blurry, it's pixely. At first glance, you will probably miss it. I watched, like, three playthroughs. Everyone missed it at first glance. They, like, mm. saw it. And then they got a little close, and they're like, wait a minute, is that a person? Yeah. Um. So you get out your camera. That's what most people do. That's what I did. And you zoom in because your camera has a zoom in function function to see if it is in fact a person. Mm-hmm. And uh, it starts to get staticky, your camera. Mm-hmm. And so you still can't see if it's a person or something. So then you start walking towards him and then he blinks out and then appears behind you and attacks you and the scene cuts. Yeah. Um, and it, so, I, the, the thing I thought was funny is it made a very playful like ding sound. It does, yeah. <laughs> like and when he disappears, ding. just ping. And I'm like, haha, nice. And then just like, huh. <laughs> it's behind me but uh, but actually like the the probably the scariest moment i had with the game was actually like right before i walked up to him because i guess sort of the tension in the game is like building up to that point where you've been like as this specific character you've been walking around in the woods taking pictures of crows uh and you're kind of like getting deeper and deeper into the woods and you're getting i don't know the the music at that part was really good in general i think the music's great now we'll talk about it some more later yeah. probably that was when but, the music was kind of like a little bit more of like an actiony like faster paced at that point right well yeah it's i forget exactly what it sounds like but it's kind of it's kind oh, of no, no, no. i'm th- thinking of when you i'm thinking of when you go back as and find yes corpse yeah, yeah afterwards that's what yeah. i think of. Never um no but it's kind of like atmosphere and it doesn't it's not like a very it's not like stereotypical like horror-y but it's kind of just like mm, i don't know how to describe it but the thing that actually got me why don't you uh just beat it out with your mouth can you just uh, i don't i see i don't remember specifically enough uh, (laughs) and i couldn't find the i don't think the soundtrack as far as i know it's not on spotify don't quote me on that let me look well uh you can get the soundtrack if you pay extra yeah i know that and i was butthurt because i already (laughs) already paid for it and so it's like oh yes you can't you'd have to pay the whole (laughs) yeah (laughs) that is kind of a bummer but but anyway uh the soundtrack like the particular song does this thing where the music kind of fades out it'll like fade in this white noise that uh oh yeah which white noise is something that a lot of times in horror games can be used to like build up the tension just kind of like and then like it'll cut or like something will jump out or something uh and so i had gotten just to the point where i could like kind of see that little thing whatever it was uh, you know that silhouette that humanoid thing and I stopped to take a note about how like the like the pixel aesthetic made it like difficult to tell if that was a person or not. And then the music just happened to hit that point where it goes like 
and then everything gets quiet afterward and i just got like super paired like i just had this like super discomfort and i like flipped my character around to see if there's anything behind me and i was like Ugh. and then i walked up to the thing and then it popped up behind me so it's kind of like <laughs> the 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 moment of most unease i had was like r- actually right before the jump scare um but right before it yeah but i guess see, that part of that was like specifically because you know i was playing the game for this podcast and like stopping to take taking notes. notes as you go yeah <laughs> yeah that's uh, it does it does create a different sort of experience of the game See, so that moment for me, I accidentally made it even more unsettling because mm. I was when I, I was like kind of nervous. So I was walking towards the the ghosty dude um, like diagonally rather than mm. straight ahead, and so it was just like pure coincidence. The tree, the, there was a tree in front of me, mm-hmm. and right at the moment when I was close enough to they trigger the away. dude disappearing, the tree was blocking my vision between me and him so it was like it was like the tree goes past and then he's Mm. not there and i was like what the fuck where'd he go and then boom jump scare yeah and i uh katie uh my girlfriend was in the (laughs) was in the other room and i like i screamed and like threw my controller Uh, Uh, and she said she wished she had recorded it because it was it was a violent reaction yeah yeah, that's uh, that's good. It's it's one of those things where it's like, well, I guess the game has like done its job. It which, succeeded. It succeeded. Yeah. Um. So I want to think about other stuff that I wanted to talk about. Oh, another thing that is like really effective about making this game like just really unsettling is the 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 dialogue, like the the I guess not the actual dialogue, not the text, but like the sometimes the, the text sound too, of it. Though. Yeah, I mean the text is is creepy yeah but uh more so than the text being creepy is like the i don't know how they've they've used some sort of uh like garbling algorithm i actually noticed it in the credits as well uh Mm. where like the voice actors were reading the lines and then they like kind of garble them up and it's really weird because there are certain times since you're reading the text at the same time you can like hear what was actually said like you can hear the word like oh he said the word because and it like it's written there yeah, that that's what yeah, he said sounds close enough to you but then it's just yeah, kind of yeah. like harsh and then it's just like, and that was actually a pretty good uh thank you simulation of it thank you very much i, I practiced <laughs> i did yeah, it al- it also sounds like it could be i mean i i don't think it is but mm-hmm. it sort of reminded me of like how people sound when you play their voices backwards yeah i'm so um, uh, my assumption is that like this whatever processor they're running uh the voice through like runs parts of it forward and parts of it backward and kind of like i don't know maybe changes some pitch or something like that uh mm. but it's it's very unsettling when you're especially like uh th- so there's this game a lot of it takes place or yeah a good amount takes place like behind the wheel of a car where your character you yeah. never know what character it is just like behind the wheel of a car and there's like a radio and usually there's like a talk radio channel and a music channel but the talk radio none of it is transcribed so you're just kind of like hearing these voices yeah. and it's like very clearly like you can tell that it, it's like talk radio it's just like two people like doing an interview or like having yeah, a conversation like, like we're having like, right now the, and then they're like 
call in a third person. Yeah. yeah. But, but you can never really understand what they're talking about. Like every once in a while you'll like catch a word and be like, Oh, he said this yeah, word. Like, like one in five words. Like, yeah. yeah. But it's just like this weird thing of you driving along. Just like, and you're just like, Ugh, this, ooh, is, man. this is weird. <laughs> Even when you make that sound, it makes me a little uneasy. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh that's like pretty effective at making it like really uncomfortable. And even like the uh the like clerk at the convenience store who you talk to a few times uh throughout the game who never actually says anything like particularly ominous or creepy. He's probably like the most like the character that's just kind of like, "Oh yeah, how you doing? What do you want?" Uh but yeah, even, even that, then, you're just like you're just like, oh god, I just want to take yeah. a shower. Like, oof. well, he does say something a little bit creepy, but it's not like it's what he's describing is creepy. He's not being creepy, and that's when the on ghost house. your way back, and he's like, uh, "Well, you two have fun then. Looks like your friend's done filling up." Or whatever. he said that both times though. Oh, he did. Yeah, he mentioned oh. like, "Oh, looks like your friend out there," and then like both times the character who I was playing as seemed like, what do you mean? I'm out here alone. Uh, which well, was did you go and did you look out the window when he said that? Yeah. Was there anyone out there? I never Well, there's another, there was the second time at least I didn't actually check oh. the first time. The second time there was the, the same black silhouette. Oh shit. I didn't notice that. Oh yeah. fuck. That would have freaked me out way more. I remember <laughs> I looked out like kind of briefly, but I was still in the middle of the conversation with the guy. So I didn't like stop. And then, Oh yeah. Like, yeah. And I think part of the silhouettes covered by the text, if you do it right then. But, sure. Huh? Uh, yeah. That was, I was like, Oh God. Yeah. That's uh and that, that would have, um, I, I don't know what it is about like things moving without me seeing them move in horror video games. It scares me so much, Uh but like, like I, for the rest of the conversation, I just like, I would keep peeking out to make sure that the, yeah, (laughs) the black silhouette didn't move. Cause, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like the classic thing that like horror games and also horror movies do is like, well, when the camera's not on it, it's getting closer to you or when the camera's not on it, it's behind you. Like, yeah. And the, the thing that makes it even more like, like scary in a horror game is mm. uh you control the camera so oh, it's yeah. like do you dare look away mm-hmm. or um yeah and it, it, there's just something about it that feels like even though it is like obviously scripted it feels more like the thing is alive and intentionally avoiding your view yeah when it's when when you're you swinging the camera the around view, trying desperately to find it and you can't and it is avoiding your point of view yeah yeah, something yeah. a little more like uncannily uh, sentient about it that way. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree like it's, with it's that. really out to get you. Yeah, it, it truly is. Just like the rest of the world. Am I right? Oh, well, I'm sorry. I don't know. Video games are scarier than life. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I do. <laughs> I do want to formally talk about the music uh, because I liked the music a lot. Um, it's uh, it's like very like synthy. It's kind of like a John Carpenter with a little bit of like Vangelis Blade Runner type vibe. Mm. It's just kind of like a, yeah. a little bit ambient kind of like synthesizer driven. And I, I don't know. I thought it was really good. It was really good at being creepy. And then also this game, we haven't really talked about like, it has a few moments of like beauty, like specifically when you first get to the woods with the camera and you're just like hanging out, taking pictures of crows, the music yeah. playing there is like actually really nice. Yeah. And it's like kind of, pretty 
which is an interesting moment and like a good thing that i think uh sometimes modern horror movies forget to do just like hey the whole thing doesn't have to look like fucking saw like a concrete murder (laughs) dungeon like if you have parts where it looks pretty then it'll like really have a nice stark contrast with the parts where it looks like a horror movie right so i i definitely like appreciated that scene of just like walking around taking pictures of crows having this like kind of uh beautiful music playing it was uh it was nice yeah yeah that was nice um yeah, I mean, if it just felt like something about the the like, you know, all the scenes up to then had been very enclosed, like spatially, like you're you're in a car, you're in a building, you're in a tight hallway, you're in a room, mm-hmm. uh, and then that that's the first scene where it's like a kind of a much more wide open space, mm-hmm. and it just like it's a little relieving too, like you've just felt like like a little bit creepy crawly the whole game. And yeah. then you're in this, this huge wide open field with a camera and there's pretty birds flying around. It's yeah. like, Oh, this is, it this le- is pleasant. It lets you relax for a little bit. Like at first I was really tense. Like, Oh, something's going to happen. Some fucking monster's going to come out of the woods and <laughs> mess me up. But it, it ended up actually being a moment of just like, Oh, like you can kind of decompress a little bit. And then, uh, you know, the woods eventually ends up being where you have like that big jump scare with the like silhouette creature. But yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I also want to talk about, so a second ago we were talking about the camera and how like games mm-hmm. specifically can like really enhance the horror of the situation. Uh, and I wanted to talk about uh, like sound design and specifically footsteps mm. because the thing I had a lot in this game oh. is in the creepy moments when you're walking around. I feel like this is something that happens almost exclusively to me in games and in like real life is when you're like walking around in the woods and you're like hearing the sounds of your feet, uh, you know, like crunching like twigs or whatever. Then you like have this thing of just like, Oh, I can, I can hear someone's walking, following me in the, exactly in my footsteps. Cause you're hearing like two something about like, you know, maybe in, in real life, you know, your, your footsteps like echoing off the trees or like a rock or something. You just get like this, like, and uh, games are really good at emulating that. And sometimes I wonder if it's like developers specifically like adding extra sound effects behind you or if it's all just like the regular stepping sound effects and my brain is doing the rest of the work to make it seem like it's uh, like there's something following me or there's something like nearby. Like, I don't know. Uh, it's it's yeah, something I like mean, in a movie you never like are being like listen and be like, oh, that character's being followed. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, in video games, it's interesting because sometimes, like, it also happens kind of unintentionally. Like, the fact that you're not feeling your footsteps, right? It's mm. just your your joystick. That's sometimes, true. I don't know if this happens to you. Sometimes I, like, forget that the footsteps are mine. Yeah. Uh, and, it, I mean, this happens in PUBG a lot, but yep. partially that's because PUBG has, like, weird footstep sounds. Well. And sometimes it glitches and it doesn't actually correspond to when you were walking, and so it sounds weird. Well, yeah. But, um... But like in in this game too, like the, the like just sometimes the sound of your footsteps, you're like, oh, wait a minute, what was that? Oh God, they're coming to so kill me! There. They're gonna kill me! Uh, yeah, it's uh effective, uh, even if it's like not something that's super like. Wow, we added extra footsteps to make it sound like you're being followed, and it's really <laughs> creepy, even if it's just like. That's just what happens when you're creeped out and you hear the sound of a footstep in the woods. You just think like it's your own imagination, but Mm -hmm. either way it worked. 
Um, I swear the yawn's not in response to you. Don't worry. Oh, well, it's fine. If you're bored of me, you know, all you had to do was say (laughs) something. You didn't have to be rude about it. Um, Um, Go ahead. Okay, one question I had. Uh, So when you're... So I guess you're the contraband smuggler in this scene. Mm. But um, you're in, like, your grimy apartment. Oh, yeah. And you're across the hall person is uh she like lives across the hall from you she's smoking a cigarette mm-hmm. and she asks you for one of the tapes yeah did you give it to her no did you oh i did oh shit yeah mm. so i said no at first and then she insisted and yeah. i caved and she said was pushy. yes so okay i'm glad that we did different so we can know what happens for both of them so if you give her a tape mm-hmm. um you're like okay just one and i i can't i can't do it again um, you'll have to make that one last. And it, it's like, it is obviously supposed to sound like you're giving her drugs. Cause she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's like, I, I need a fix. Um, uh, I, I, I haven't had one in weeks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so she, then she even mentions as you're that leaving, like, go ahead. As you're leaving the, the apartment, um, her door is cracked open. Oh God. And you, you peek in and she is just staring at a TV screen. Yeah. And then, um, like it makes that like, that horror movie like, sound. <gasps> I don't know how to describe it. Like, yeah, it sounds like a screaming. I, I did a terrible imitation of it, but it yeah. sounds like a, a screech and, and uh, her face like splits open into this, like, Oh, this, fuck. like a Demogorgon from stranger things type shape. Oh God. You know, when the face like opens up like that, uh-huh. uh, and then there's this, uh, the screech gets louder and then the scene ends. Oh, okay. Um, it was, so, so that was another, that one made me jump a little bit. Yeah. That's um, very different from what happens if you don't give her the tape, uh, which and, is, and it should be noted that, uh, she, um, like when she's asked you to give it back, she's like, Oh, I, I watched the last one. Uh, once and then af- now it's just static even if I rewind it so there definitely is mm. sort of like a, a drug yeah. parallel here of like I've used up the thing and I need more but if you yeah, don't yeah. G- if you don't give it to her she's just eventually like gets pissed off at you and then it does a jump cut into the next scene uh, oh, with her really? kind of huh. being like being like oh like suddenly you're on your high horse like uh well you're not I don't know exactly what she said I don't remember exactly but um, but huh. I'm glad you you mentioned or I'm glad that it happened that her like face opened up. Cause that's something we haven't talked about, which I thought was going to be more prominent, uh, based on like the descriptions people are using for it, which is body horror, which is one of the reasons I was hesitant to play this game because body horror <laughs> is one of those things that just always fucking makes me so uncomfortable. Uh, like, <laughs> are you familiar with like you know body horror is and i'm sure you've like experienced some right well i so is body horror specifically like the cronenbergy oh yeah like your body becoming mutated horror like yeah or is body- it just like or is it like also like like is it also body horror if it's like creepy surgery scene where uh, someone's getting cut up saw style so i think like a uncomfortable surgery scene could probably also be considered body horror, but like something like saw, I would think would just get more to like, kind of like torture porn, like gore porn kind of zone. Like that's a little bit more about like the, the blood and the, not like the human body being distorted in ways that like are strictly unnatural, not just like we're fucking them up and there's a lot of blood. Like, I don't know. And, and it's one of the things that I think like, uh, 
actually wasn't nearly as unsettling in this game as I thought it was going to be. And it kind of made me realize that the reason why body horror would always freaked me out so much and why I think that it has like fallen out of vogue a little bit is because the thing that makes it feel really like uncomfortable is that it's in most of those like eighties and nineties, like body horror movie, like Cronenberg specifically, like it's practical effects. So you know that that's like an actual like thing that exists in real life somewhere, even though it's made just for this movie, mushy plasticky thing that, yeah, with like this horrible slime on it. And it's got Jeff Goldblum's arm (laughs) sticking out of it. You know, it's just like, I don't know. So there, there, cause there's one other moment of body horror in this game where you like, uh, I forget the exact context, but there's like at the very beginning of that game, there's the, that guy who's like saying he's yeah, going to so go the, watch the, the game tape. like opens with you in what is implicitly seems to be like either a border checkpoint or just some sort of police headquarters where, uh, your stuff's been confiscated and the mm-hmm. cop is like asking you about it or the officer or whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it comes back to that scene later on, uh, Oh, and the other thing is he says, I'm going to watch the tapes. And you're like, you really shouldn't watch the tapes. Mm-hmm. And then I assume the scene you're thinking of is he has watched the tapes. And then like he walks out of the the room mm-hmm. where the TV is. And now his head is a TV. Yeah. And there's like a huge, like his arms been half cleaved off. Yeah. And his, his, his flesh like peels away and like yeah. twists around. And it, it, it really f- kind of fell flat for me because <laughs> it was just like, it was just yeah. like, I don't know. It's in the same way that, so uh, another like kind of classic movie with a lot of like body horror that for me, like I've never Videodrome. been able to watch it. Well, Videodrome, yes, which I think is like a big inspiration point for this game. But I was thinking of yes. The Thing. Uh, oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, well, there's like, the thing. there's like a, the basically the thing is like this alien creature that can take the shape of anything. So it takes the shape of humans and then it oh. like morphs like the, the famous scene that I've seen. I haven't seen the whole movie cause I haven't brought myself to watch it, but like there's a part where they're doing like a open, like a surgery where they have this guy's chest open and the guy has his hand in it. And then the, the sides of his chest turn into like teeth and it like clamps shut on his hand. And then he like pulls away and his hand rips off and it's really, Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. It's really like, uh, but they remade the thing in like 2012 or 2013 and it was all with CG. And I watched a few scenes from it and it's like similar shit is happening, but like, Hey, I mean, uh, the thing, John, Car- John Carpenter, great filmmaker, you know, uh, so that obviously plays a part in it, like not being very <laughs> effective, but also it was just like with like the same thing happening in CG, you're kind of like, uh, this is kind of lame. Like this isn't really yeah, like, it's, much it's not nearly as unsettling. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Even as a kid, like something that wasn't meant to be scary. Like, do you remember that movie, uh, like labyrinth where it's all like Muppets? I have not seen it. Oh, or like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live action movies, right? (laughs) Like there's something that's unsaid. Like even as a kid, when I love Ninja Turtles, like those, like they freak me out because they like, (laughs) you look at it and you're like, okay. It's like that shouldn't exist. it, It exists in real life. I know that that's a thing like, like that is an object that I could, that you could touch in real life. You can tell that much, but yeah. you know, it's not real. There's like the uncanny Valley of that. It's just like, I don't know. As a kid, it always freaked me out that the never ending story is another one like that dragon thing. Yeah. Just fr- it's yeah, not there's just something about the fact that you can like, it's almost like the tactility is visible. 
uh-huh. and that's what right. makes it like exactly that's like which like sounds paradoxical but it really isn't when you think about it like yeah obviously it is just visible but it just looks more like touchy just yeah like, i think that i think that's our smart thing for the episode we did it uh, <laughs> the tactility is visible because i think i think you're right uh like something because like obviously the dragon in a never-ending story it's not meant to be scary it's supposed to be like a big fen- friendly creature and it <laughs> like as a child like it freaked me the fuck out like like <laughs> cry and hide in a corner like it just sp- made me so uncomfortable um so i think that's something that like I don't know, maybe games aren't quite cut out for, like, body horror. Like, I feel like the Dead Space games tried to do that, too, of just, like, oh, look at these people, like, ripping apart. Like, oh, it's a crazy, gross monster. It's like, yeah. I don't know, that's not really... The scary thing is that, like, I don't know, there's a scary monster. The, the not that it's, scares. like, horrible, like, yeah. ripping apart, like, nasty shit. Um, yeah, that that seems true. It, it is just something intrinsically less body horrifying about... <laughs> <laughs> CGI. I, I had never thought about that, but that does just seem kind of true. Yeah. Um, okay. So there's one last thing I want to talk about. We we mentioned the car, the car scenes a little bit, and I, I, I that's like the, my biggest like criticism of this game is I think I think the car scenes are are way too long. <laughs> so did you notice you can speed up and slow down when you're in the car? What? <laughs> <laughs> so I did not notice this until literally the last. The very last time, huh. but I was um, fid- so I was playing on gamepad, uh-huh. and I was just fidgeting. I was, you know, they take these scenes take forever. Yeah, so I was just fidgeting with my controller, and I noticed that I was going up and going down when I used the right and left triggers, um, and I had accidentally the previous time slowed myself down to the, like the slowest uh. speed, <laughs> and without noticing it. And maybe the actual slowest, but I got yeah, myself going slow. really slow. Mm-hmm. And then in the la- literally the last car scene, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> My speed is changing. So I, do you know, are they, are they based on like distance? Cause, uh, in what, like one of the times I was in there, oh, and it I just, guess I don't know. It just went until the song ended, but I didn't know that you could change your speed. Uh, so that might've just been like happenstance, but, uh, I'm, I'm curious because, uh, like the first time you're in the car, like I, I, I the, like when I, uh, hit the jump cut and I'm like in the car, um, then I'm like, Oh, this is unsettling. And then you're just kind of like driving along and there's no other cars on the road. And you're just like zooming past all these buildings. And that was really unsettling for the first like two minutes. And then the rest of the time I was just like, okay, I like, I get it. Uh, <laughs> and actually I didn't, I'm not sure if you noticed it, but in the first, the first time you, it jump cuts to you being in the car, there's, uh, the tapes on the seat next to you, uh, in the crate. And then like, at some point I looked and the tapes were no longer there. And that was unsettling. Oh, I did not notice that. Yeah. And I'm See, not- the whole time though, I was thinking I kept looking. Mm-hmm. So another thing about like video game cameras that or video game point of view that kind of contributes to horror is like. Obviously, you don't have peripheral vision yeah. when you're playing a video game because it's a 2D screen you're looking at. Mm-hmm. And I just kept looking in that passenger seat expecting... There to be something. There to be someone just appearing there. Yeah. Um, and obviously never did, but yeah, I just was expecting something to change. I yeah. didn't actually realize that the, the tapes do change. Yeah. as that, that was the only time I ever noticed it. It was that like I remember seeing the tapes on the seat next to me, and then at some point, like I don't, I didn't even notice like when specifically they went. I just like at some point I looked back at the seat and it wasn't there, and it's kind of like, oh, that's freaky. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, in general, I think that those scenes kind of like 
there were times when I definitely like got to one of those and it was just like, all right, guess I'm going to like play on my phone for two minutes till it cuts to something else or take notes about something that was in the, like happened at another time in the game when there was like too much tension for me to stop to take notes. Um, anyway, so I think that was kind of like, uh, maybe a little bit of a failing of this game, but I'm curious, uh, like narratively, did you feel like this was fulfilling in any way? Um, a little, I mean, there were a couple bits that were, I mean, it felt like, okay, so the the short answer is not entirely, like, it felt like a sort of, like, jumble of unconnected horror vignettes, mm. Um, and with the exception of, I don't know, something about, like, cutting back to the scene where you kick the door down, Mm-hmm. That was kind of satisfying. And yeah. then seeing the girl, I don't know, seeing the camera and like being like, oh, this is the spot where you were killed by that thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, that also has a sort of like neat, satisfying uh, circularity to it. But I don't know. It, there's a lot of, I mean, th- obviously the plot never cohered into anything like mm-hmm. sense. Like, yeah. Like why the hell do these VHS tapes melt people's bodies? Why are people yeah. smuggling it? Who, what is, on earth was that security camera there for? What, mm-hmm. what, what, what? Um, so I don't know. What about you? Yeah. I mean, I kind of felt the same way. Like I didn't really feel like there was any sort of like, I didn't feel the specific rhyme or reason to like a lot of the stuff. Like, I don't know, other than to like make you unsettled. <laughs> it didn't feel like there was any need for it to all be like, mm-hmm. or there was any connection between all of it, which I feel like it probably exists. Like if you made this game, you have in your in your head, the like, what is the connection between all of these things? But I felt like yeah. for the most part, uh, the way you described it as kind of like these sort of disconnected vignettes, uh, was, I, I, I just remembered this. Um, so I had this professor in my undergrad, uh, we were reading a Thomas Pynchon novel, uh, gravity's rainbow and mm. it's like a very famously um like obscure and there's all these like scenes that like seem like they're symbols for something but it's like not clear what they're symbols for and it's just like this scene just feels weird for no reason mm-hmm. and i was trying to like like interpret this one like like scene that felt like densely symbolic to me mm-hmm. and and i i sent it to the professor it was a independent study and he sort of like sits there for a second and he's like you ever see the episode of Simpsons where Mo opens a bar or, or where Mo puts TVs in his bar? Mm. I was like, no. <laughs> and he's like, so, so Mo puts a bunch of TV screens in his bar. Uh, and there's just like these blinking eyeballs on all of the <laughs> TV screens. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Homer's like, uh, Hey, uh, Hey Mo, what's with the TV screens? And Mo's like, uh, it's, uh, it's art. It's postmodern. It's like, mm-hmm. it's what? He's like, you know, postmodern, modern art. He's like, I don't get it, Mo. And then Mo sort of like hangs his head, and he's like, "Weird for the sake of being weird." <laughs> and I just thought it was so funny that my professor your, was your like, professor "That was like," <laughs> he's like, "Don't don't overthink it. It's just being weird to don't be worry. weird." I know that's like your whole thing is like an English lit major is to think a lot about the things you read, but in this case, you know, eh, he's in this case, he's like, "Yeah, it's just kind of weird." Yeah. So uh, there's definitely some of that in this game. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, but, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I jumped, so 
yeah, there's definitely some functioning horror. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you that this game is not like unsettling and uh, interesting. Uh, yeah, like if you're if you're into being scared or just uncomfortable, like you should play it. Yeah, definitely for sure. Well, uh, is there anything else that you uh, wanted to discuss? Uh, no, that is all I had um, today. So I guess we can move on to the game for next week, mm-hmm. which is why don't you tell the folks Dogness, which is a good yes. name. Dogness. Dogness. By it's a game by Paolo Pedracini, better known as, and I don't speak Italian, so I don't know if I'm saying this right, Mole Industria, um, made games like uh, the McDonald's game or iPhone Story, uh, sort of semi-famous satirical political games. Mm. Um, yeah, this this game is definitely... Uh, at least the description would lead me to believe that it's got some political satire in it. Uh, it says, create the purest and most homogenous dog park through selective breeding and immigration control. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, the immigration control, yeah, obviously. Yeah, that, that one's a little bit unambiguous. <laughs> but selective breeding... Uh, of dogs. And homogenous kind of would lead me to believe there might be even some, like, kind of gentrification themes going on here. But anyway, yeah. we'll, 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 we'll dive into that uh, next week. Um, uh, and until then... Uh, what should the people do, uh, Jordan? Um, well, I mean, they should do a lot of things, but most importantly, they should follow us on Twitter at EdgeGuardCast. Mm-hmm. Um, tweet at us if you like the game. If you have a recommendation for a game you want us to play, uh, tweet that too, and we'll probably play it because we play a game every week. So, yeah, always in need of games. Yeah, we have a we have a list. And uh, the more like cool, interesting things that you've played that you sent to us, the fewer times we have to just go to itch.io and scroll through the new, uh, <laughs> like browse the new games and just uh, yeah. look at all Pick the random one. shit that's there. We still have. Sometimes like, it can be fun to just take a stab. I, dark, I actually but. think it's pretty fun. Um, yeah, yeah. Although you do end up with uh, like on our games list, we still have Old Man at the Gym Simulator, which we'll probably <laughs> never touch <laughs> for this podcast. <laughs> But it does exist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Google that one if you're curious. Old man at the gym simulator. But anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, until until next week when we when we tackle dogness, uh, you know, have a have a good one.